Today, we have Brendan Reed, the Director of Planning and Environmental Affairs at the San Diego Airport Authority. Brandon, thank you for joining us uh, on today's podcast. You are working at the Airport Authority, and why don't you tell us what you do when, uh, at the Airport Authority? What, what's your title, and what, what, do you, what, what tasks do you perform there? Yep. So as you mentioned, um, I work for the San Diego County Regional Airport Authority. And we're a public agency, and one of our main roles is to operate the San Diego International Airport. So I have the pleasure of being the Director of Planning and Environmental Affairs at the Airport Authority. So I work with a team of professionals who every day are working on topics such as uh, sustainability, uh, stormwater and air quality uh, programs, endangered species management, uh, planning our next new terminal, uh, working with our mm. uh, local regional transportation agency on improving transit to the airport. So a really exciting group of programs and policies. And, and so as part of that, I know you're talking about environmental mitigation. What do you, uh, how do you look at climate change? Uh, what type of things uh, uh, does the group focus on? And uh, do you have mitigation approaches that you're looking at? Yeah, and, and you know that's probably one of the interesting things about climate change or looking at carbon emissions is that it really touches so many other environmental topics. Uh, so it's sort of this umbrella uh, lens that we look to all of our environmental programs on ways we reduce our impacts, and that usually has a way of reducing carbon emissions somehow. So we have a formal carbon neutrality plan that really guides those efforts. And so in it, we lay out a number of different goals and strategies, how we can reduce emissions that the airport authority controls at the airport, which is you know the, our buildings energy use and the types of fleet vehicles and buses that we're using. Um, but in addition, we also have strategies of how we can work with others at the airport. So mm. our airline partners, uh, our tenants in our concessions, uh, our ground transportation providers like taxis and rideshare companies. So we try to take a pretty broad look at all sources of emissions at the airport and whoever's sort of in charge of those, how we can help facilitate reducing those emissions in partnership. So what are some of the ways you're looking to reduce emissions? What are what, what are some of the uh, ideas and what have been implemented and where do you see uh, in the future you're going with that? So starting with our buildings energy use, as I mentioned, that's one of the things that we have direct control over at the airport mm -hmm. authority. Um, so we've invested in one, designing and constructing high performing from an energy perspective buildings. And so, all of our new facilities have been um, built to a LEED uh, gold or better standard. And LEED, of course, I'm sure most of the listeners know is a type of green rating system that focuses heavily 
on energy management. In addition to that, we've invested in renewable energy. So right now we have about 5.5 megawatts of on-site solar photovoltaic arrays on our campus. We also purchase an increased level of green electricity from our utility. So combined, about 86% of our electricity use at the airport is from renewable sources. And so oh, that's wow. really important. Yeah, and it's important for, of course, things like building electricity use, but it's also important because many people don't know that when aircraft pull up to our gates at the terminals, they actually shut down their engines, so they stop burning jet fuel, and they plug into our grid. So that means when those aircraft are sitting on our, on our um, uh, apron area or tarmac, they're using 86% renewable electricity uh, to you know, keep the cabin cool, keep the lights on in the, in the cabin of the aircraft. So that's really neat. And then uh, similarly, you know, as we, like many others, transition to more electric vehicles, we wanna make sure when those vehicles are charging that they're using green electricity. So that's kind of how it all comes back together to having a really renewable energy source. I was gonna ask, those uh, electric vehicles, sorry. The electric vehicles, yeah. I know one of the challenges um, always tends to be charging infrastructure. I know right. the airport has some charging structure. How, how are you implementing your charging infrastructure for all your partner, the, the cars, the buses? What, what, what does that look like? You bring up a great point that uh, electric vehicle charging infrastructure is, is just as important as actually buying the electric vehicle. Uh, a couple of things, for our passengers, we have right now about 45 charging ports at the airport. Uh, but in another few years, we're gonna add another 150 charging ports in our parking areas for passengers use. And, and as of right now, we, we don't charge for that electricity use, which is I think a great benefit and a, and a great incentive for people hopefully who come to the airport to bring their electric vehicle and to use that electric vehicle. Um, Again, working with our airlines, one of the things that we're doing to support their transition to electric vehicles is actually on the air side. So if you've ever you know, been waiting for your, your aircraft to board your aircraft and you're in the terminals, you're looking at and you see all these, these tugs and carts moving around the air, airplane and that's to load luggage, to push back the aircraft at some point and do some other support functions. Well, we're working with our airlines to transition all of those ground support equipment to electric as well. Um, so we are in the process now of, again, adding about 150 charging uh, ports on our air side to support mm -hmm. airlines transition. So um, we're investing heavily in that charging infrastructure to enable those partners to um, move to really zero emission vehicles. Where do you see some of the best uh, in the next five years, 10 years, the best ways to implement some of these uh, renewable? Do you see it as electrification, uh, more charging? What do you see in the future as your, uh, the most effective way to bring more renewable in, uh, in, in, your, in, in the airport, at the airport authority? For sort of transportation focus, um, renewable or, or um, uh, electric vehicle type of applications. I think one of the big things we're seeing is that 
for a long time, it was really sort of light duty vehicles that had a electric vehicle alternative. Um, but now we're seeing much more medium and heavy duty vehicles and equipment have an all electric option. Mm -hmm. So uh, for the airport authority ourselves, one of the exciting things that in the beginning of 2022, we should have uh, about 30 new all electric shuttles uh, that we're using at the airport. So these will be used to um, transport passengers from you know, parking areas to the terminal complex or employees from parking areas to the terminal complex. It'll help move passengers in between terminals. And that'll actually be one of the largest all electric shuttle or bus fleets we have in the region. And we expect that amount to even double over the next few years, going from 30 to over 60 electric shuttles. Well, yeah, that's the, the uh, and the interesting thing about the electric vehicles, that's like the sweet spot is they're doing lots of stops and starts and it lowers your maintenance uh, for I know those vehicles and they're really efficient. You just have to, it's the initial investments, usually the challenge, but once you've had them, I've seen a lot of reports where they're actually cheaper in the long run. So. Yeah, and, and we, we do look at those type of, of factors when we're making, uh, I keep saying, you know, these investments in sustainable options. And we're, so we, we're typically looking at the, the total cost of ownership. So those maintenance and operation savings are really important for us because at the bottom of, you know, of it all, at the end of it all, we are an airport, we're a public agency, we have to be financially self-sustaining. So I think it's exciting because things like moving to an all electric shuttle fleet shows that you can make really important and smart investments in something that has an environmental benefit, but also has a financial benefit. And that's, you know, that's, you know, the triple bottom line of things. And that's important in, in really deciding our strategies. And uh, because I have this, uh, you know, interest in solar energy, do you see any, challenges to putting more solar in at the airport authority are you running out of room is it uh any other things that keep you from being able to put more maybe on site one of the unique things about the Sanu international airport is that we we have a 12 kv electrical distribution line on site so that affords a lot of benefits and that mainly is that we can put solar in really any place on our campus and it can feed all of our campus. And that's really helpful for us as we're very site constrained uh, at the airport. One of the limitations of that though, is that we aren't able to export uh, solar hmm. electricity if we're, if we're over generating it honestly, you know, during the day. So, to overcome that more recently, uh, we're, in, we're uh, actually about to commission a new battery energy storage system at the airport. It's four megawatt hours. It'll be our first foray into battery energy storage. Um, but what we're hoping is that uh, with a successful first phase, we'll be able to expand that so that um, we can eventually add more solar. And if we're over generating during the day, we can actually store that and then use it, of course, when the sun's not shining. Um, so what we do have a vision of, of certainly more solar at the airport, and it's going to be important that we couple it with those storage technologies. 
And how does that uh, impact your resiliency to uh, power outages? I don't know. I'm sure you have backup generators, but does right. that also play into that resiliency for your yeah, system? Very much so. Yeah, having that on-site solar and, and battery energy storage will help us with our energy resiliency. Um, you know, we, we won't be able to run everything off that, but again, those critical functions that will we'll really have to maintain if the broader grid goes down. We have this as a, a, a sort of a nice thing to have as backup. Yeah, so kind of on a different topic, what caused you to get, so now you, you all of a sudden, uh, you're in the airport authority. How did you get there? What, what, what decisions did you make to come and start working there? Or how did it happen? Well, uh, my younger self would certainly never have expected to work at an airport. Uh, my background, uh, when I was in college, I always tell people, they didn't have a, a major for sustainability as an option. So my major was biology. And the first, I would say, 10 years of my professional career was more in um, uh, in hard science, uh, actually marine biology and research. And then, you know, over the years, I've transitioned to more of a, a policy focus. And I had a pleasure of working for a local government as their environmental resource manager for a while. And then that really created the groundwork for me then to transition to an airport, which is kind of like a city in some ways. We have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's this microcosm of activity. And so, um, you know, here I am uh, many years later running planning and environmental programs at an airport. So it's um, been a very exciting adventure to get here, to say the least. And every day at the airport, one of the things I love about it is that there's always something new. There's always a new technology that we're interested in trying out, a new policy uh, that we're interested in, in implementing, and, and you know, a new opportunity to partner again with airlines, universities, local surrounding cities. And that's what I love about the position. So how receptive have the airlines been to some of the uh, uh, climate and uh, renewable energy uh, suggestions you've been, or policies you've been implementing? The airlines, I would say, have been um, very willing to par partner with the airport on these type of programs. I'd also point out that the airlines in general have shown a lot of leadership. Hmm. You know, one of the things about aviation, maybe unlike, um, you know, surface transportation or ground transportation is, it, it's going to be a lot harder to address emissions from aircraft. It, and it's just a function of aircraft. They're really big, they're really heavy, and they're 30,000 feet in the air. So un unfortunately, some of the opportunities like we were already talking about of, you know, easily switching to an all electric version, that's going to be really hard when you're looking at a Boeing 737 uh, or an Airbus aircraft. So certainly airlines and us as their partners have to look at other ways to reduce carbon emissions, especially from aircraft. And so one of the things that I'd highlight is that uh, both San Diego International Airport and some of our airport partners in California and airlines have been working really hard to facilitate the production and broader use of sustainable aviation fuel. And that's mm -hmm. a renewable fuel for aircraft. And it's very similar to, I would say, renewable diesel. So it comes from a, a you know, a, a bio stock 
uh, has zero emissions. And so that's what something that really needs to have some policy changes in California to help generate interest in actual production of the fuel in California. And then that allows airlines, of course, to then start using that. So that's, a, I would say, more of a longer term goal, but a really mm -hmm. important goal that airlines are, uh, and, and the airport are taking a, a big leadership role in, especially in California. So what some of the, the, the things you're looking at over the next 10 years, you see that as one of them. Do you see anything else that, uh, that the transportation industry and more specifically the aviation around the airport, where do you see that yeah. in the next 10 years? What do you see as some of the most impactful uh, ways you can? In I think one of the initiatives that I would highlight is our innovation lab that we have at the airport. So our innovation lab is set up where we can reach out and we actually sort of solicit companies, um, really startup companies that are working on innovative services or products that we can um, really help them bring the market in some level. So we provide some mentoring to them. We help them understand the unique ways an airport functions. And then uh, if they kind of make it far enough along in our process, they're able then to test or pilot their product or service in our terminals or on our airport property, which then allows them to really, really improve their, their product and then maybe bring it to market or uh, market it to other airports. I bring it up because it's a great form to look at innovation and to leverage the private sector where there's just such creativity, especially in the San Diego uh, uh, startup sector. One of, one of the current um, focus of the Innovation Lab is on autonomous vehicles and technology. And so we actually have a solicitation right at, uh, um, out uh, now. I think it ends actually tomorrow. Uh, so yeah. we're looking at startup companies and other companies that have an idea of how to integrate autonomy into an airport. And embedded in that is, of course, those vehicles or equipment being all electric. So there's a, a, a obviously a sustainability um, por portion of that approach as well. So I'm really excited to see where all electric autonomous technology uh, is allows us to move forward at the airport with, you know, improving uh, air quality, reducing emissions, providing better customer and passenger experiences, and those types of things. There's one other area that we're actually doing a lot now on from a sustainability perspective, and I think we are probably one of the leading airports in, in the region uh, and in the nation on this, is stormwater capture and reuse. So as you can imagine, in Southern California, uh, water is a very precious commodity. Uh, we tend to just get it we get rain in the winter, and then it's dry most of the year. And that means that we're importing water for our region from uh, faraway places. And that takes a lot of actually energy uh, and creates a lot of, sort of has a lot of embedded carbon emissions. So we are um, focusing heavily on making sure that we have opportunities for when it rains, we actually capture that storm water, we treat hmm. it and clean it, and then we reuse it on site for things that you don't need drinking water for. So um, in our central plants um, to wash vehicles, uh, we're looking at potentially using it in to flush toilets. And so that is wow. just one of those things that, um, you know, more and more when we look at 
sort of the future, when we look at climate change, having an option to capture and reuse stormwater um, for this better, you know, higher benefit use is going to be really important to make sure that we're a sustainable airport in the future. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, do you coordinate any of that with uh, the, the water authority or is that pretty much you just have it uh, separate, a separate system for that water collection? It, it is a, a separate system. So it's, it, it's isolated just to our property and there's no cross connections, um, you know, with the normal water service mm -hmm. lines, if you will. Um, but we do work with a lot of partners in the region to, to even make these type of ideas work and come to fruition. So there's nonprofits uh, that are focused on water quality. We, we look for them for you know, input and feedback. Other agencies like the Water Authority, we have a, a regional water board uh, in our area. Um, that's an important stakeholder. So um, you know, none of the efforts that we do, we do in isolation from other partners, both on-site but off-site as, as well. Hmm. So any thoughts for, uh, from your perspective, what is the uh, most impactful way you could, we could, as a society, uh, improve our climate, uh, I mean, uh, minimize our uh, carbon input? Do you see any, any trends that we could focus on based on your, your perspective? I think I mentioned a lot of items and efforts that, you know, the airport authority is doing at the San Diego International Airport that our, our partners like airlines are doing. One of the things that I would maybe highlight for, you know, just a passenger uh, mm -hmm. who is interested in, you know, flying to their vacation spot or flying uh, back to their, you know, their home, if you will, to see their, their friends and families. Um, is that they can also play a role in reducing emissions. And to that fact, we started a program about six years ago called The Good Traveler. And the whole point of it was to try to make purchasing carbon offsets to balance the impact of your flight more easy, affordable, and meaningful. And so when you come through the San Diego International Airport, you'll see sort of prompts uh, when you log into our free Wi-Fi or when you're actually at some of our concessions and you want to buy a, a coffee, you'll see a prompt to um, to suggest or encourage you to purchase an offset to reduce the impact of your travel. And I think what's neat about that is that, um, one, it, it empowers a traveler to do something. We are certainly doing everything we can sort of behind the scenes, but it also empowers a traveler to do a little bit more to reduce emissions. And the other neat thing is that our program has now expanded to uh, over 17 other airports in North America that have adopted the Good Traveler program. And we just had our first airline, Alaska Airlines, officially adopt the Good Traveler program to be its, its, its recommended offset program for its passengers. So I, I think that's just something really needed. And of course, it helped highlight San Diego International Airport's leadership in this area. Um, but our goal is that when you get on an aircraft in San Diego, you'll see something about the good traveler. And when you land at uh, the airport in Dallas-Fort Worth, you'll see something about the good traveler. We'll, and we'll really make it easier 
for um, passengers to offset their emissions. And carbon offsets, you know, there's a lot of discussion and debate about them. They're certainly not the long-term goal, um, but they do help us in the interim before we can kind of come up with technologies that we don't even know about yet to reduce emissions. It does create something we can all do now to again, reduce carbon. Ah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. This has been a really interesting and informative uh, discussion. So I appreciate your uh, time and uh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, and it was great to talk about the San Diego National Airport's efforts. So thank you. Thanks. Today we had Brendan Reed, the Director of Planning and Environmental Affairs at the San Diego Airport Authority. We heard some of the ways the Airport Authority is mitigating climate change. If you'd like to learn more, you can see us at the website, www.pienergy.com. <music>